Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Out in the cold, out in the dark, something's lurking at the edge of the park. People be warned, people beware, there's a storm on the rise and it's covered in hair. Hear him cry, hear him howl, looking for someone to disembowel. Claws like a hook, eyes like coal, feet so big they're gonna crush your soul. They call him Sasquatch. This is Yowie Central. Welcome to the show. I'm Sarah. If you've seen a Yowie or any other strange entity and you've been dying to tell someone but you're a little bit concerned that no one will believe you or that people might make fun of you, you've landed in the right place. Here at Yowie Central, we won't laugh at you and we definitely don't do ridicule. And although we're focused mainly on our beautiful forest friends, who I've been obsessed with for a very long time, we know that there's all sorts of stuff going on in the invisible world around us that's totally enthralling. So we shimmy down all the rabbit holes we can find. So if you've seen or experienced anything kooky or spooky, get in touch with me at yaoicentral at gmail.com and you can share your story with me and the Yowie Central listeners. If you're a bit shy and you're not sure that you want to come on the show but you really need to talk to someone about what happened to you, get in touch with me and we can have a chat. And remember, you're not alone. We're here to listen, we're here to give you some support and we believe you. So I've had a really interesting couple of weeks. I've done some fascinating interviews, one of which was absolutely amazing. Uh, I chatted with a Yowie witness the other day and it's a cracker of a story. This is up around the Ormo area in Queensland and this is a notorious area for Yowie sightings. The witness was on his way to work at about 4am when he saw something up ahead on the road. He coasts to a halt and switches on his high beams massive 10-foot yowie carrying a full-sized boar over his shoulder. So the yowie's got his left hand holding the, the hooves of, the, of the, the wild boar with his left hand, left shoulder, and the other hand he puts up to shield from the bright lights. And the, the witness didn't actually know anything about yowies before this happened in 2017. And he noticed and still remembers, as is often the case in these situations, vividly so much detail about this incredible being that he saw. He goes into a really detailed description, including hazel eyes, which I thought was fascinating because we don't get that detail described that much. We don't actually don't get people describing the daytime colour 
of their eyes that much. It's something that I, I, I think probably because they have such a heavy brow ridge and their eyes are deep set and they're often spotted at night rather than during the day, people often don't get a chance to look at their eyes close up in bright light. Those, most of you will know this already, but I also uh, work with Australian Yowie Research. This is such a remarkable sighting that I shared it with Dean and he's going to make a, a YouTube video out of this because I thought uh, it would be best illustrated with some of Buck Buckingham's illustrations and a, and a full video to, to really put you in that place of that witness and, and to describe uh, exactly what he saw. So rather than play it for you on Yowie Central, uh, Dean's going to make a, a YouTube video out of it. So stay tuned for that. I've got two accounts of high strangeness this week for you. First up is a story I've mentioned a few times over the years, but uh, never got around to publishing the original AYR interview. So many people mention in their Yowie sightings and encounters that they felt momentarily paralysed. That includes Dean Harrison. With that Ormo experience, he found himself frozen to the spot, couldn't move an inch. He, he finally did manage to, to turn his body little bit by little bit and then seemed to break the spell and, and could run for it. But uh, he was paralysed momentarily. The, the witness John at the Wongi National Park sighting that I, that I brought to you a few shows ago, he found himself paralysed for about 30 seconds. The, the witness that we had uh, for AYR at Mount Hotham in Victoria, same thing. There's a yowie there, she knows there's a yowie there and she's frozen to the spot. The people who report this temporary paralysis are aware of their surroundings, but they can't move their bodies at all. And this is a very scary thing to happen, especially if you're out in the bush alone in the dark. So in today's story, the witness is going to tell you what happened to him back in about September 1983 in the Pemberton Northcliffe area of Western Australia. Like so many other experiences, the witness remembers vividly what happened to him that night, even though it was many, many years ago. So first up, here's a Yowie encounter from Pemberton, Northcliffe in WA. Tell me about, so you, you said you had a story that when you were living in the bush at Pemberton... Uh, yeah, um, I actually moved down to Pemberton. I couldn't afford to live in Fremantle at the time. Um, the time was around about the America's Cup. Um, that's why I moved out. The rent was too high, so I went and lived in the bush. I actually, I've lived in the bush quite a few times, actually. Um, uh, how could I explain it? I'm a bit like uh, Mick Dundee, if you understand that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, anyhow, uh, what happened? Uh, well, where it was was, if you look on the map, there's a town called Pemberton. Yep. And another town called Northcliffe. Um, where I was was actually about halfway between the two, and it's on the Warren, right on the Warren River. Okay, so it's you're in halfway between Pemberton and um, what was the name of the other little town? Uh, Northcliffe. Northcliffe. The reason I. Didn't sort of say anything. Uh, where I used to live, it was in between the fork of a big tree. So this tree sort of would be about four and a half foot, five foot laying down. Uh, the reason I lived there was because of branches and that falling down, so so you didn't get hit with branches. Now, um, what happened was uh, I was staying there. I had my dog with me. She's a Ridgeback. Um, she's a pretty good watchdog, actually. And there was a family of like bush rats in the log as well. Uh, this will make a bit of sense in a minute. What happens? I went to sleep one night. I don't know what time it was, maybe about oh, 11, 12 o'clock. I sort of woke up. It's, uh, when I woke up, I was frozen. Like um, I actually couldn't move a muscle. All the hairs on the back of my neck were standing up. This doesn't usually happen to me. But I thought maybe I'd had a stroke or something. But when I turned around, my dog was exactly the same. She's laying right next to me. 
she hadn't made a, a sound, hadn't barked or anything, but she was frozen. All the hairs on her neck were like standing up. Um, she couldn't move a muscle either. Um, the, the actual bush rats, I used to actually just about hand feed them. Um, they were frozen right in front of me. Um, they stopped, I used to leave little crumbs and that out for them. They were frozen like um, halfway through eating. They were still holding the, the actual food, but they couldn't actually move, the same as the three of us. Anyhow, I was sort of wondering what the hell was going on. Then I sort of realised, because um, there was crickets and stuff all night, all the crickets had stopped making a noise. So I'd gone dead quiet. Next thing I heard was actually footsteps. Now, I know what the noise of kangaroos, I know um, the noise what emus make, pigs and what have you. The actual footsteps um, that this thing made was very heavy footsteps and it was walking, how would I say, like human. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but they were very heavy footsteps. So whatever this was, it was very heavy. Then after about, I could actually, I'm not sure how far it would have been away from me because as I said, I was in between the log. I couldn't see anything. But this thing walked past, I'd say only be 20 metres away when it walked past. But when, after it had gone past, the hairs on my back went down. Me, uh, same with the dog. The rats actually dropped their food. They scampered back into their log and all the crickets started up again. Um, the only other noise that I heard was a few breaking branches, which when I got up in the morning to have a look, I found a few branches and they were all snapped about uh, five foot up. I only found a few branches that were snapped. I looked for footprints and what have you. The, the ground was too sort of hard. Um, I walked right along the, the creek bank to see if it was going for a drink, to sing, whatever it was. And I couldn't find any footprints. So, yeah, that's sort of the, the whole story of it. Wow. How – so so it's it's nighttime. It's all dark, pitch black. Yeah. Were you were you asleep beforehand or were you, you were still awake? Yeah, I, I was just asleep. And this, I, when I woke up, I was sort of wondering why I woke up. But I couldn't figure out why. I, I couldn't move a muscle. I actually had a rifle sitting – or laying in bed with me um, in the tarp, and I could not move my hand to touch that rifle. Uh, as I said, I thought I'd had a stroke or something. I didn't know what that shit was going on. And I, I don't frighten very easy in the bush. I'm, I'm used to being in the bush. And when I looked at my dog, my dog was frozen. Um, the two rats, they were frozen mid-mouthful. The crickets all went dead. Um, until this thing moved off, then everything went back to normal again. So how long, and how long do you reckon you were like that, like paralysed? Um, uh, only two or three minutes, I suppose. When I, when I first sort of paralysed, um, I thought I'd had a stroke or something until I seen the, the other dog and the rats, and even the rats were just frozen. But I couldn't figure out why the crickets went quiet. and So I don't know what the friggin' hell it was. But um, I remember years ago, I was talking to a few elders, like Aboriginal people, and there was a bit of a story down at Pemberton. Um, no other Aboriginals would sort of go down that, the southwest. There was only one tribe there. But there's a bit of a legend of, I don't know how you put it, it's like, hairy man or the red man, but it was uh, some huge man that lived down there. So I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Not, um, well, there, we've, we've got reports from, from WA, certainly hairy yeah, man from that, WA. That, that's why I was sort of interested and I sort of rang up to see if there was any other reports from down that way. Yeah, if you just give me two secs, I will get the... AYR website up and have a quick check for you. I know, um, I don't know if you've checked our website, but we, uh, we've got a, we've got a listing of all the reports by state and alphabetical order. So you can have a squeeze through um, 
WA and you can find any of the any of the reports that might be near you. Yeah, the only thing I sort of found was a couple around near Margaret River. That was sort of the closest one that I sort of found. But okay, we where did I do one? The one I've done recently, I've done a couple recently. One was um, Balladura, but that's sort of Perth uh, area. Uh, um, and what was the other recent one I've done? Um, set the Serpentine Dam. All oh, right. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jarradale. Jarradale. Yeah. Yeah, that's sort of a long way from Pemberton. That's sort of up Is towards it? Perth. Right. But Pemberton, that's um, very, very like um, very bush, like um, more like a jungle than um, the bush, like a rainforest closer to that. Ah, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Um, yeah, no, we don't have anything else. We don't have any reports, but I mean, it's not to say that. There's not a lot of activity down there. I just, there aren't just there aren't that many people down there either, are there? No, no. And as I said, it's um, it's a very thick um, bush down there. Yeah, right. Uh, um, once you use, you get into the bush down there, you can't see sort of ten feet if you're in the middle of it. Yeah, that's really that's really interesting. But how scary! How yeah, scary! Said, suddenly oh, waking up and being feeling like you can't move at all. No, as I said, I had a gun within hand's reach. And I couldn't move a finger just to grab that. And I actually thought to myself, especially when I heard the footsteps, uh, this thing is has got a lot of weight to it, whatever it is. And it was, as I said, it sounded more like human footsteps. It, it wasn't hopping, wasn't a bird, um, anything like that. Um, I thought, you know, if I take a shot at it, it's only going to make it mad because it was only a twenty-two. Yeah. So that's very but, sen- very uh, sensible. Yeah, I wouldn't have had a shot at it anyhow. I'd rather let things live. But what was your dog doing when the moment the paralysis ceased? What did your dog um, do then? She crawled right up underneath my arm and just oh. laid there. <laughs> but um, anything else, like kangaroos, and they used to come around. She'd bark and what have you. But this thing, whatever it was, it it quietened everything down. But I'd to this day, I can't understand if it was just some sort of animal, like a yowie or something, why it shut the crickets up and we, everything we, froze. We hear that a lot. Uh, lots of people report everything in the forest all of a sudden falling quiet and even, yeah. the, even the insects stop. Uh, the cr- yeah, that's, the crickets that's what I mean. Stop. Yep. Every, yeah, every insect stopped. Yeah. Everything stopped. Yeah, we hear that a lot. So. Uh, and I'm not sure what it is, whether it's um, the these beings' uh, ability to to emit infrasound, which is an extremely low frequency sound that your your ears can't hear, but that your inner organs and inner ear pick up and vibrate with, and it makes you feel sick. Some people say it, they feel paralysed. Um, Dean Harrison, even who's the the founder of this this organisation. Um, he one of his encounters was in Ormo was exactly that he felt paralyzed like he couldn't he couldn't move and he he had to really mentally like push his turn his head slightly and try then try and turn his shoulder and and it was it was quite a struggle to move um yeah and- that's exactly what happened to me because I was wondering where my dog was and it took just about every ounce of effort for me to turn just a couple of inches to see where my dog was. Yeah. And she was laying right next to me virtually. And a, a lady that I interviewed recently um, up at Mount Hotham in Victoria uh, had a, exactly the same situation. Um, couldn't couldn't move, absolutely paralysed and uh, obviously terrified at the same time, but felt like her body, she didn't have command over her body. Um, yeah, that's what this felt like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as yeah, I you're said, not alone. <laughs> yeah, I've never had it before or since, but. Uh, and yeah. how do you, how do you feel like how how do you feel going out in the bush these days after something like that? Well, I stayed there for another um, four months after that and never <laughs> come back. Right, but, <laughs> right. Um, as I said, I don't frighten very easily, but um, there was one other thing. Maybe <laughs> I'm not very proud of this, but um, I hadn't had a wash for about six months. <laughs> so um whether it was the smell of me and it brought it round, I don't know. Because when I go out in the bush I like to smell like the bush 
there's a, a lot of people when they go out there, they want to see things. Um, they sort of, well, you smell like perfume and that, and things run a hundred miles. Yeah. So absolutely. Um, I did have a wash when I come back to town. But, yeah. <laughs> hey, when you're out in the bush by yourself, who cares? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and yeah. I, I've I've heard many reports also of these creatures having a very very strong, overpowering, un- terrible stench. So yeah, that was the other thing too. I've heard some stories like that, but I I couldn't um, smell any that night. Maybe um, I smelled too bad. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. Did 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 the steps just walk um, consistently, or did they stop at all? Did you get the feeling, I mean, did you get the feeling that it noticed you? I definitely knew I was there. Um, it sort of come close, stopped, whether it could smell a dog or whatever, or figure out I was human, and then just walked off. Uh, it only stopped for a, well, a couple of seconds. Right. But, uh, yeah, as I said, it was a long time ago, but I still remember it as if it was yesterday. Yeah. And it didn't come back for the for no, the rest of no. the four months that you were there. You didn't see anything like that again. No, as I said, I've spent a lot of time in the bush. And I've never seen anything like that. I I can only imagine how frightening that would be. Suddenly waking up and <laughs> realizing that you can't move, your dog can't move, and the rats are a mid mouthful can't move as yeah, well. Well, like there's, actually, there's actually there's uh, two rats, though, mid-mouthful, <laughs> they couldn't move. So. Wow, that would have blown my yeah. mind. Yeah, I did, actually. I didn't sleep much more until next morning. But, no, no, I'm not surprised. But, uh, oh. Yeah, so anyhow, that's just my story. Thank you, Mick. I, I really appreciate you you reaching out and letting us know that, uh, particularly as we don't have that many reports from WA. Uh, I really appreciate you reaching out. We'll, we'll add this to our database. Even though you, no. even though you didn't see it, it sounds very much like one of our hairy friends. No. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, it was a long time ago. It was when the America's Cup was on. So it's, it was actually say about eight months after we won the America's Cup. Oh, okay. So it would have been around that time if you looked that up. Yeah, I'll have to look it up. I can remember it, but I, I can't remember the date. But that's okay. I can look it up. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Thank you so much, mate. I really uh, appreciate right. it. No worries. I hope you get proof one day. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so do yeah. I. <laughs> and that was Mick with his scary Pemberton WA experience. Can you imagine waking up in the middle of the night, not being able to move, and... I just had this vivid image of these little bush rats, like with their with, with their their mouths kind of mid chew, mid bite. That would be so freaky, and uh, I can't imagine what it would be like being there by myself in the middle of the night and hearing those heavy footsteps and not being able to move, and your dog not being able to move at the same time. Really scary. And I'm burning with curiosity as to. What it is, what is this ability that our forest friends have that can cause this temporary paralysis? Is it infrasound or is it some other ability that they have? I don't know. I don't have the answers. If you have an idea, let me know. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Next up, we're heading to the Blue Mountains in New South Wales, a notorious area for high strangeness. And not just yowies, but ghosts, UFOs, shapeshifters, all sorts of weird shit going on in the Blue Mountains. The witness, John, is joining us to tell us of an unnerving situation that happened to him and a group of friends. I'll let him tell the story. Here's John. Yeah, why don't you tell me the story in as much detail as you can and then I will ask some questions after that. Yeah, cool. Well, uh, so... Unfortunately, I mean, you know the backstory, um, and it's and I think that's probably one thing that kind of um, taints the story somewhat is that there was obviously substances involved. Yeah. But um, but uh, the the way that things happened and went down is just something I'll, I'll yeah never be able to forget or and certainly have some real difficulty reconciling because it was just so uh, just so abnormal and um and I'd yeah sort of growing up being in the bush and spending a lot of time in the bush as a kid and uh, sort of lived in northern Queensland as a child and um it's something I was always doing being in outside in the bush and I never really I did you'd hear stuff like tales and tall tales and stuff and I I have a pretty good imagination but I never thought that that stuff was actually real and then um we, we'd gone up there the three of us um yeah indulging in um some recreational <laughs> uh drugs in the morning and then we and then we but we spent the whole day there um sort of wandering around um and just appreciating all the 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 scenery and the the views and everything and we we ended up spending like the whole time sort of just fixated on the place um uh, so we the journey sort of uh, began in the morning and then by the time the effects of uh it had worn off um we were just sort of hanging around the main yeah the main three sisters area and it's all sort of done up now but it was just kind of back then it was um kind of like just really crude and uh, you could sort of i was just sort of walking off and climbing half like scaling some of the rock face and just hanging on a, on little cliff ledges and stuff and just sort of looking out, admiring the views. And, and, and as night fell, we just sort of kept hanging around there. And, um, uh, and it just sort of had this, I think, cause we had such a good time. It just had such an effect on us, but it was awfully quiet and there was no one else there. And I think it might've been in like an autumn or spring. So it was still kind of cold, um, for Australia. And then, um, and then we sort of thought, oh, look, we should go. And then we kept sort of saying to go and then suggesting to each other that we go. And then we just had this weird, I can't describe it, just this kind of wanting to hang around and spend more time there. Like we got attached to it. It was really odd. And then, um, but on the way down there, I'm sort of going, telling the story backwards, sorry. But on the way down there, um, some old fellas said, oh, what are, you, what are you boys up to today? We said, oh, we're going down there. To um <laughs> to trip and enjoy the uh, uh the um you know the scenery and everything and they, and they said look don't whatever you do don't go down there, those trails at night because people don't ever come back and I just sort of thought to myself oh I mean, respectfully I didn't you know obviously didn't um, backhand their advice or anything but I just sort of thought to myself yeah whatever you know um, I've been everywhere and seen everything I don't don't see what's going to be, be so hardcore about that. I'd have no problem in the dark at night in the bush and stuff. And, and then lo and behold, as we were leaving, so, yeah, so we just sort of decided to leave. And then this um, voice comes up from the valley floor saying help. And then I've said to my mates like, Oh, did you hear that? And then, um, and then they're sort of looking at me and I thought, have I, am I, have I broken my mind or something? Why am I, am I hearing things now like I thought I'd uh, why aren't they because I, I just immediately thought well if someone's in help I'm happy to go down and see if I can be of, of, of assistance and then um 
then I sort of looked at my mates and they were just sort of looking at me like they knew something was up. And then, um, and then I said, you heard that? And then, because it's, it, you know, help and said it again, sounded like a, a, a male. And then, um, and then, and then I, their reaction kind of freaked me out. So I just sort of thought, well, maybe I'm missing something here because they, because they acknowledged that they heard it. But then it, um, it's like when that didn't work, it, cha- it, 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 um, something, it, it went into something else. Like it sort of, it, um, it sounded like a, um, then it sounded like a woman, uh, and I, yeah, then it sat, and then, um, and then it sort of put on this show, which was in, utterly terrifying. Um, so, yeah, so when when it realised that no one was no one was going to go down the trail, um, yeah, it, it sounded like a woman asking for help, and then it sounded like a woman asking, like, sort of wanting to be pleasured. And then it sounded like a baby screaming. And at that point, like, like our eyes were just like wide open and like mouths were open, just like hair standing on the back of the neck, just freaking out. Cause it was loud too. And then it, um, and then it just turned into this like almighty, like, like something between a lion and a, um, a gorilla and a person. It was, it was so fucking loud. And like I've seen, I've seen the lionesses and stuff get fed at the zoo, and I've heard them wind up and get, and it, and when you're close to that, it's like a like a Harley, you know, it's got so much like, um, uh, so much volume to the sound. It was like a big, it was like a big beast, and it, it was just like we ran out of there so fast. I remember just um, the the other boys were in front of me, and I was at the last. So it was whatever was potentially there was like I was like the closest to it, and we ran out of there so fast on this crappy old wooden moss-covered stairs at the time, and um, yeah, and um, it was just utterly terrifying. And I, I don't know, well, I didn't get to see lay eyes on anything, and um, you know, I have no idea. I, sometimes, yeah, I'm obviously open to any explanation but i can't help but think that it sort of does fit some of the stuff that you guys uh, see reported on your guys sort of information repository people talking about stuff but uh, yeah i don't know i thought i just felt compelled to share it i've I've told a few people about it like over the years and and i've also been up north in queensland fishing and had didn't hear any vocalizations but i've had like big stuff moving through the like jumping down through trees and then like pushing over like um grass and stuff around us and moving around which was just yeah equally terrifying and that was right very close to us as well but um but i've never had the misfortune of laying eyes on anything but yeah i just thought i'd share i couldn't have was compelled to share yeah oh i'm so glad you did i i i have heard stories of people describing what you're describing before. Uh, really? People who are lured out of their campsite thinking that one of their mates is calling them by oh. name. Uh, but then, I mean, the w- one that's coming into my mind straight away is a, a young young bloke who, who was caught, lured out uh, thinking his mate was calling him and he, he kept going and, and he couldn't find his friend and he's quite quite confused, going, "Where are you?" And then all of a sudden, his his mate comes running up behind him, going, "What are you doing? Where are you going?" And Jeez. he's like, "He's like, were you calling me?" And he was like, "No, I wasn't." So they were like, "Well, well let's get the let's get out of here." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so no, it's not, it's it's not the first time I've heard uh, of some kind of being mimicking human beings. Um, mm. So so the first voice you you heard yeah sounded like a male voice was it a deep voice oh it just sounded literally i mean yeah memories can be uh unroll like it's a little bit foggy it definitely we definitely experienced it but um the the how how would i say from memory it was just like um 
just sounded like a young man. Like that's the best I could say. It didn't sound. It sounded yeah, like for all purposes, just it sounded like a, an average male, like a right. yeah. It, that's the best way I could describe it. Mm. Nothing weird sounding about it. It just sounded like a like a man. Yeah, yeah. It just sounded like an actual genuine help, like help. Uh, and then did the voice sound like it was distressed? Yeah, yeah. It sounded like it was putting on the exactly all the the sort of emotional content that you'd expect. Like, you know, I'm just imagining someone's busted their arm or they've rolled their ankle or something. You know, something. <sighs> it just sounded literally like someone in distress needing help. Quite, and um, quite compelling, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then to hear, and then to hear it, uh, and then it sort of did it a few times, and then, um, and I, it was it was really weird because I, I remember just thinking, like it totally worked on me. I was just thinking, oh, I've got to go and help that person. Yeah, yeah. And then looking at my mates, was, I don't know what it was, their intuition or something. They just like, they knew that it was something was not, maybe it was because they, the blokes warned us earlier. I don't know, but they just thought something was off with it and then um as soon as it sort of it seemed to know that we weren't going down there um but the the, whilst it was loud it seemed like it was fairly far away like down the valley floor um and um that sort of made me feel a little bit better when we were running away (laughs) it's just like i don't i didn't think it was too close even though i was still like just utterly terrified. I, I, it just felt like it wasn't close enough to get to us. But yeah, it was clearly whatever it was it was clearly uh, clearly trying to do some kind of manipulation. Yeah. You know, I I have considered it whether it was some kind of people doing some weird social ex- engineering experiment. You know, with speakers or something. That's the, if I was going to be a skeptic. Like that's the only thing I could imagine that it would have been because it was so loud, and um, and then so after after the male voice saying help was it a couple of times? Yeah, it did yeah. a few times. Definitely and, did a few times. And then a woman's voice. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. And a woman's did she say help or was it just the the moaning? Oh, it was uh, the same thing. It was help, and then and then um, and then. Yeah, and then it's almost like as soon as it knew that we were not going to do anything, we're not going down there, it just sort of showed off and tried. It felt like it was just it was then just trying to scare us, like it's as if it was if it knew that it was freaking us out because it was like yeah as yeah so it went into the female then then it sounded like uh, yeah it. I'm not exactly. I can't remember exactly what order, but it was like it did. The, it did those three things. It did like a guy, and it did. Then it did a, chick, a lady. Then it was like being uh, like it's <laughs> just uh, absurd as it is. Like being sexual, like pretending, like projecting that, and then so being, a moaning kind of yeah, um, yeah, like wanting well, to be satisfied sort of thing. And then and then a um and then a baby and that was it was like just trying to reconcile it at the when it was doing it like my head was just sort of going what like it was it, <laughs> it was something out of a Stephen King novel it was just utterly yeah. terrifying well, and just so creepy like just really unbelievable yeah like there's there's a a man in distress and at the same time there's a woman who's hot and horny and then there's a there's a a baby yeah. crying all in the one place it, that's, yeah, so, it's highly unlikely that it, it was actually a man, a woman, and a baby. Like it, it no, it very incongruous three things to put together. Yeah, um, but well, and the 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 kind of sensual, sexual voice is quite strange too. Like you, you think, <laughs> why would, how would, how would, how would that being have overheard? overheard a woman uh, having sex with someone and heard that voice or is that what they sound like as well when they're having sex? Oh, I don't know. Just, like that's uh, kind of my head's going. But why why that particular sound and not 
and not just another another call for help, but in a female voice. But but no, it was the it was a it was um yeah moan, moans and groans of of pleasure. So it it yeah. And then I have, yeah yeah you go on go on. No, I've 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 I when I contacted you guys, I uh, ended up looking uh, researching and uh, trying to dig into Aboriginal folklore up there because I. I studied a tiny bit of Aboriginal history and they were, I remember um, there being like this legend of um, Katoom is a place to visit, but it's like cursed. So that a lot of the, I think they're Darug people or Darug Wal or what, I can't remember that, pronounce the names properly, remember them, but uh, they were, they basically um, wouldn't stay for long periods of time up there. And uh, there's some folklore to do with a, a witch doctor and, I mean, this is obviously the folklore of the three sisters, but there's other stuff there as well. And just, yeah, it makes me wonder because, um, yeah, there's some definitely some, there's just stuff out in the, in the Aussie bush that is just not understood. Yeah. Uh, that's, I definitely, I definitely believe that. It's just, yeah. uh, uh, there's definitely, and, and as you know, there's been so much, um, so many people have come forward on your platform and sort of shared their stories and it's just yeah just sort of uh, it's definitely it's not what um mainstream sort of science I, I think there's just so much um so much so many questions really to do with all that stuff you know it's uh, I'm, I'm i'm less um inclined to sleep out like to do solo camping in the bush now, I think I just think, oh God, do I really want to put myself in in the way of any of it? <laughs> you know? Yes, yeah, and in fact, um, coming to my mind is a witness that I interviewed last year, um, Simon, and he had an experience of something mimicking him in the Blue Mountains as well. Really? Um, yeah, and he was standing out on a. Um, at a lookout near, might have been Lithgow, if I'm remembering off the top of my head, but I might be wrong. I'd have to check it. Um, but he's standing up on a, on a lookout. Um, it's dark. He's a photographer, so he, he got up early to get the right light. And uh, in the dark, something, he, he coughed and something coughed about just a few metres away from him in the dark, oh, wow. but it wasn't an echo and it mm. mimicked his cough exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty freaky. He also saw, not at, in the same occasion, but at the same place, he caught on camera, he was taking a selfie, doing selfie video and, and got caught behind him and behind him he caught something shape-shifting, um, something that was looked like the shape of a giant snake head and then it, it morphed into the shape of a kind of an alien-looking being. Um, Jesus. Yes, I, and I haven't I haven't seen the whole video of that, but I've seen screenshots of it. It's um, really yeah yeah. It's quite it's he what he described is what I can see. Is um, he just sort of keeping it to himself, sort of thing? Or? Well, he yeah he he said he'd be happy to show it to me, but he didn't want to send it. He he said if you if you come through Sydney, he'd be happy to show it to me. Um, so I will do that. I'm, I'm, I'm due a trip to, to catch up with other researchers and a few other witnesses in the area. So I will wow. definitely make a point to stop off and see him and check that video out. But yeah, it just reminded me, your story reminded me of his in that, that, um, something mimicking him perfectly. Mm. Um, but yes, how, how interesting. I, I don't know if it's Yowie or, I mean, the raw the raw sound sounds yowie to me. Yeah, that yeah, um, that's what I thought. But the other stuff is just completely insane. I've, I don't really. Yeah. Yeah. I was speaking to a couple of original Australian elders the other day, and they mm. reminded me that it's not just yowies that you need to be careful of in the bush. That there are mm. other other spirits and entities out there. Um, yeah. And they don't always have our best best interest at heart. So yeah. uh, it, it could have been something else completely. 
Um, yeah, that's. I think that I'd be leaning towards that if it wasn't someone like some kind of <laughs> really eccentric person with a with a uh, like a, 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 a sequencer and some uh, some speakers just trying to freak people out in the bush. <laughs> I think that it would have to be something. Yeah, something really odd like that. Yeah, and it's unlikely to be. You know, you said you were you're. Um, took some took some acid earlier on in the day. <laughs> yeah, we no, did. but it's unlikely to be that you're all hearing the same thing. Uh, I've well, taken I've taken acid a few times in my in my yeah. in my time, and um, I I can understand how you, you and you can hallucinate some amazing things, but it's you don't generally hallucinate the same thing together. No, and especially not at at the um, end of the. Um the sort of uh, the, the strength or the effects yeah. of it. Because like, yeah, yeah. that was probably 10 hours after so or maybe more. So, oh, it would be um, it'd be out of your system. I mean, you'd be still coming down a little bit, but you wouldn't be hallucinating if you, even if you had at the beginning. Oh, no, uh, no you, way. You wouldn't still be hallucinating at that stage. No, 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 definitely not. And, um, yeah, if anything, it was um, – you know, like if I think if you're under the effects of anything, and then you have something quite, um, you know, the, where the adrenaline rushes and you're and you're frightened, it kind of sobers you up really quickly as well. And yeah, I, yes, that's true. I, yeah, yeah, I sort of think that whatever residual effects we were experiencing, they were quickly overshadowed by the the utter terror. <laughs> it was just, oh, I still, yeah, I um, I yeah. I, every time I go there or drive past there, I just always think to myself, "My God, like, yeah, I'd, <laughs> it's just utterly, yeah, I'm, yeah, what, utterly terrifying." What made you suddenly think, "Hang on, something's wrong here"? Was it was it the the change when it went from a male voice to a female voice, and not just a female voice talking, but a female voice sounding like she was having a good time? Yeah, that um, was pretty. That was that was insane, and as well because you could tell that it was coming from the same place. Right. It was the same. You could tell that it was the sound was being directed from exactly the same source as well. So it was clearly, it it felt like it was just manipulating, just trying to like screw with whoever was listening. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it sounds like that to me too. I'm glad none of you went down there to check it out. Oh, who knows what <laughs> what the hell could have happened. And and that's the disturbing thing. It's just like, you know, that there's we're warned on the way down. And then I just thought to myself, Oh, that's corny as hell, like, you know, as if, <laughs> you know, it's literally like a Goonies movie or something. And then and then to go out to run out of that place and just think <laughs> those blokes would, you know, they weren't actually mucking around. It's actually, you know, and there's, I, I do see every now and then people go missing up there. It just seems to be quite a sort of a, reg, a regular thing that happens from time to time. I mean, I guess you could say the same thing about any national park and those, there's that David Polites or whatever, that mm-hmm. American guy. He seems to have his finger on the, the pulse of all that and he's the ex-cop who researches it all. And, yeah, yeah, I know. Um, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, there's clearly... There's clearly some weird stuff going on outside of these urban environments that are just baffling people around the world, you know. And and we, I think we have this um, this really sort of naive kind of cushioned outlook on on the universe and the world, and we just think, oh, you know, we've got all this technology, and and um, you know, we mastered. We never run out of food anymore, you know. We can we can do this. We've got computers. We've got hadron colliders and stuff. And I think there's this kind of hubris that we think that we therefore we understand everything, and we just don't. You know, there's just so much out there yeah. that um that you know, you know you guys are obviously trying to scratch the surface of and try to come up with some new findings and stuff. But yeah, yeah, I definitely would put this in that basket. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Actually, the the I think it was Simon actually who was telling me uh, also about one of the cases that David Polites uh, investigated when he he came over here, and one of them was a Blue Mountains one, and 
What was the name of the poor man who who was found at the base of a cliff um, and it was almost like – but the, 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 the vegetation and the nature of the cliff edge meant that there was no way that he could have taken a running leap off the edge of a cliff, off the right. edge of this particular cliff. There wasn't um, – the terrain – wouldn't have made that possible, but he was found at the base of a cliff, but too far from the base to have just fallen off. But it, it yeah. was like he was propelled off oh, and God. landed some distance away. And yeah. he was, he was um, I think he'd been at a party at, a, at some reception venue and, and was a bit pissed, I think. And, uh, and um, I think I know that one. He was at... Um that res- Fairmont Resort yes, or something. Yes, that's it. That's exactly it. Yeah, well, I can't yeah. remember his name. Rest in peace, the poor fella. But uh, yeah. I think he was actually – he might have even called uh, one of his drug dealers from Sydney who was coming up to to to, uh, to hand him some, some merchandise. And uh, yeah. there was something along those lines. Anyway, he, he wasn't – he certainly um, wasn't straight at the time. But they, yeah. they worked – it was quite mysterious as to how he ended up where he did mm. and and there were you know some people have thought that perhaps there were, a yowie was involved because it, that threw him off the edge of the cliff far enough that it was yeah yeah impossible for him to have why would he have taken a running jump off the cliff and even if he was disoriented and was running in fear um for some reason i haven't been there but for some reason there w- that would have been too hard to yeah. to do that with all the vegetation there, so um, yeah, who who knows? But I, I yeah, I definitely believe that there are beings and entities out there, lots of lots of different beings and entities, and some of them don't mind us, and some of them don't have our best interests at heart. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I think mm. that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes makes you pay attention to the um. First Nations take on things because I mean they've, they've they they were here uh, they've been here for a long time you know and that's their that's their record keeping and they've they've got reasons for it you know like absolutely yeah <laughs> absolutely well John thank you so much for oh my pleasure great to speak to you Sarah yeah I really appreciate you reaching out we yeah were... I hope I've given you something to work with at least yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> I felt a bit uh, this little bit. St- um, like, is, you know, usually everyone sees something and, you know, I really didn't have as much to offer, but, you know, I thought, oh, whatever. If you, well, can, if you can use it, that's great. Yeah, and I, I generally don't call the people who have encounters but not a sighting just because sheer volume of sightings that come through. Oh, okay. Um, I, I generally don't call people who've had an encounter. But, but every now and then there's one that comes through that sounds really scary and, and interesting, even though mm. it wasn't a sighting. So I, we don't use them for – we add them to the database for Australian Yowie Research, but we don't um, – but we can't – because we it wasn't a sighting, we can't 100% verify that a Absolutely. Yowie was involved, whereas with my show with Yowie Central, I don't just look at Yowies. I look at all sorts of other um, uh, spirit world things. Yeah, so, right. Um, with you know UFOs and alien abductions and other mm. cryptid creatures and all sorts of things, so I've got a bit mm. more leeway in my show. And and I read your email and I thought, oh, that sounds really really interesting. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, I really appreciate your your time and, and writing in. Uh, are you getting um, a bit of exposure in other territories as well, like people like who are interested in cryptids and want to know about Australian stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I, I've been asked to guest on to be a guest on several american podcasts of that's late. great uh yeah yeah it's really cool the united states and canada i've been on a few different shows oh cool um so yeah the more we can i think in my very humble opinion the more we can talk about this other world that exists out there the less mm. the more we can perhaps destigmatize it and then people who have really scary experiences and, and carry them inside and don't sh- – well, they might have shared them to one or two people and got laughed at or ridiculed and teased. So yeah, uh, they've, they've just kept it to themselves. But it's been life-changing, like a, a really, really frightening, paradigm-changing mm. experience. So um, I guess part of the 
part of my mission is to is to destigmatize it a bit and and get the word out there that there's this other world out there and it's mm. okay like we 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 can interact with it we're part of we're part of this world yeah um, and and it's not something to be ashamed of or that you have to carry by yourself that there are people who listen to you and um, and believe you most mm. most importantly believe you well it's super appreciate i appreciate your work and um more power to you i hope you can get more more viewers as well thank you well spread the word if you know anyone who's into this stuff tell them about the <laughs> tell them about yowie central and australian yowie research absolutely i have been and i will keep doing that yeah thank awesome And that was John with his very scary Blue Mountains experience. And I'd like to say to John and to Mick, if you happen to be listening to the show, I'm very grateful to you both for sharing your experiences. And don't forget, people, the more we talk about this subject, the more we normalise it for everyone. And it's my great hope that people who experience some of these very unusual high strangeness happenings face less ridicule when they talk about their experiences to friends and family. And hopefully when people see these beings, they're not quite as traumatised as they might have been if they didn't know anything about this subject beforehand. And maybe if we educate people about yaoi's, we'll be able to protect our forest friends from people hunting them and from people chopping down their homes. So if you've seen a Yowie or you've experienced something strange and mysterious, I would love to talk to you and I know the Yowie Central listeners would love to hear your story. So get in touch with me via yowiecentral at gmail.com. You can also get in touch with me via Facebook Messenger, via the Yowie Central Facebook group, which you're all welcome to join. Please answer the, the couple of questions first. I seem to be getting heaps of people joining, but they're not saying that they'll um, agree to the, the, the few group rules that we have, which are basically be kind. And uh, people don't seem to be able to answer the question, why do you want to join this group? So... Bear in mind, if you want to join the group, you must answer that question and agree to follow the group rules so that we can keep the trolls out and that it's a safe space then for everyone to share their experiences and ideas. You can also get in touch with me via Instagram and Twitter. Not that I use them very much, but if you send me a message via those platforms, I will get them eventually and I'll get back to you. So that's all I've got for you today, my friends. We've got more Yowie stories coming up next week. So I'll catch you then. Stay safe. Out in the cold, out in the dark, something's lurking at the edge of the park. People be warned, people beware, there's a storm on the rise and it's covered in hair. Hear him cry, hear him howl, looking for someone to disembowel. Claws like a hook, eyes like coal, feet so big they're gonna crush your soul. They call him Sasquatch. of your diamond ring your fancy jacket won't be worth a dime when you're sucking the blood right out of your spine
Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.